OT Geniuses. My name is Jessica Lopez Hermanton, and I am the creator and founder of OT Genius. And you're listening to Pre-OT Secrets. On this show, we talk about how to get into occupational therapy school, how to do it in the most financially savvy way. And we also dive into the stories of pre-OTs, current OT professionals and students to learn how they got in and what their experiences were like. And so we're here to inspire, motivate, and encourage you throughout your OT journey and show you how you can be a successful OT school applicant and become the OT that you want to be. Now, on to the show. What is up, OT geniuses? Welcome to another pre-OT Secrets episode. My name is Jessica, and I am very excited because this is the first, basically the first episode that I record in April, which is Occupational Therapy Month, which is also my birthday month. So yeah, it's a very fun time, and there are so many things out there going on in terms of Occupational Therapy Month, and I wanted to contribute by putting out a episode and you know this message out there to the future of this profession that I love called Occupational therapy. And this is going to be one that you're going to want to share out to different students or even clinicians out there because we're going to be giving a very transformative message that is just very geared toward thinking differently about things and how we view people. And so it's going to be a very good message. But of course, I'm going to gear it toward my audience of preoccupational therapy students, but just because you hear me addressing the pre-OT, that does not mean that it doesn't apply to you wherever you are in your OT journey. So let's go ahead and begin. So the topic that I wanted to discuss is four things that I think pre-OT should stop doing. Four things that pre-OT should stop doing. Now, I think the first thing that comes to mind is pre-OTs need to stop blaming professors and others for their academic failures and mistakes. Okay. Now it's not to say that there aren't any bad professors. Don't send me any hate mail that, oh my gosh, how could you say that? You don't understand. My professor is so horrible. My professor has the biggest accent and I can't understand them. If only they actually had an accent that I could understand, then I would actually be passing the classes. If they were more organized, then I would do well on the test. If only they would, you know, put things in a format that is more conducive to my learning style, then I would do well in these classes that I'm taking with. All of these things, what that does, it takes the power away from you as a student, all right? Because you're basically saying that you passing is dependent on them when that is really not the truth, all right? You have a lot more power than what you think to take control over your situation and your life. And that applies whether you are in OT school or whether you are a clinician. So I definitely want to put that message forth and make sure that you guys have that very, very clear. So that mindset is something that you want to break at a very early stage or as fast as you can, you know? I think it'll create a better work environment 
improvement for people if we just stop putting the blame on others and we stop thinking, well, you know, if the rehab director did this, if the dean only did this, if the professor only da da da. You know, we take charge of what we can, take charge and accountability for the things that you can control. And I think that it's going to give you a lot more peace of mind because you're going to be focusing on the things that you can control, which leads me to another point. When you are doing that, it shifts your energies and focus away from what you should be doing as a student because you're so busy nitpicking at the shortcomings of the professor or your coworkers or the rehab director or whatever the case may be. So let's stop that. I think that we can actually do better than that. And if we just step forward and admit that we ourselves have things that we should be working on and work on those things, then that is only going to make us better clinicians, better students, and better people. So I think it's a good thing all around and it will allow us to serve our patients on a higher level. So please, Stop putting the blame on your professors. I think it sets a bad precedent for you as a future OT student and future clinician. Number two, what else do I think pre-OT should stop doing? Stop thinking that going to a community college is bad, all right? Please. Listen, I think that that stems from a place of thinking that, well, if I go to a community college, then maybe that means I am not as smart as the other students in that are attending regular four-year university. Or it maybe stems from, well, Mike, friends are taking classes at a regular four-year university. And what is it going to look like if I go to a community college? My siblings didn't go to a community college. So what are my parents going to think if I go to a community college? All of these things. And we spend our lives and our time trying to impress other people that really, you know, (laughs) have not much to do with the way that we... How do I phrase this? We try to impress people that although they love us and they care about us and they want the best for us, they may not necessarily know what is best for you. Maybe what is best for you is to attend that community college because they have a tutoring program that is catered toward that specific class specifically. And they have, you know, a cheaper tuition rate and you'd get to save more money. Do what's best for you. All right. Do what's going to make you the happiest, but don't knock the whole community college down just because you're trying to either, you know, keep up with your classmates or you're thinking that it's going to impress the committee because I can tell you right now it's not. All right. And we on this show really believe that saving money and doing things in a financially savvy way is important. And I think taking classes in a community college level can allow you to do that. And, you know, I think that whole mindset stems just from different social cultural reasons, right? I know I personally attended a high school that was super competitive and it was the norm for students in my school to go to Ivy League schools and to go to out-of-state colleges and to, you know, just not go to the local community college because we were a top 60 public school ranked high school in the country. That was our ranking. We were one of the top 60 high schools in the country. And we took a lot of pride in that. And again, that was just the culture, right? Like you didn't go to the community college that, and I had that mindset. I was like, well, if I go to the local college here, then that means I am not as smart as my classmate. Then that means I am not as good enough as my classmates. That means that 
that I am, you know, not going to receive the quality education that they're going to get because they went to a more prestigious school. And all of that is just so false. And I'm here to just dismantle it. Listen, if you want to go to a community college and take certain classes there because you want to save a little bit of money and you want to stay local close to home because you know that that's what's best for you just do it all right I don't regret going away for undergrad but I do recognize that it is not for everyone everybody's emotional needs are different everybody's physical needs are different and not everybody has certain support systems or can build certain support systems that they need if they were to go out of state or to go far away just you know but know that there's nothing wrong with going to your local community college or local college university for you to stay near home or family i don't think there's anything wrong with that and the universities don't think that there's anything wrong with that it's not like they are out there trying to see well was the anatomy that this student took harder than this anatomy at the community college they don't they're not really looking into that They're just looking at, did you take the anatomy class and the physiology class that we are requiring? Did you get the grade requirement that we want? You know, is it within the time frame that we want? Are you demonstrating some sort of retention of the material that you learned in in your prerequisites? If all of that is there, then you're going to set a good precedence for the admissions committee and they're going to like that. Okay, but please, by all means, do not think that it's bad to go to a uh, community college. Number three, I would love to see more pre-OT stop thinking that C's get degrees because let me tell you, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, you can pass the class with a C. That's a passing grade. Okay, yeah, you can graduate from undergrad with getting C's in a lot of your classes and stuff. That's true. But how many scholarships are people missing out on? or have lost because of that mentality and how much money could you be losing out on in terms of scholarships because you do have that mentality right like now you're using a coping mechanism to make you feel better once again right and I think that that's what it is we make jokes about it and we think that it's something that really is you know benefiting us, but in the end can really be harmful to us because we may be losing out on a lot of opportunities that we could get had we just had the grades and put forth the effort and not blamed our professor and maybe gotten certain resources and support by staying local because that's what we need. There's nothing wrong with it. Maybe like So guys, again, you know, just do what you got to do. Do what's right for you. And please stop thinking that C's get degrees. All right. Because uh, they don't. <laughs> I mean, well, they do. All right. C's do get degrees technically, but you're missing out on a lot of opportunities that could be made available to you in terms of scholarships. You could be missing out on certain internship opportunities. So, and deep down inside, I know you know that it is a way for you to make yourself feel better. And it's, let's just also admit it, it's not a good mentality to have as a future OT student because in OT school, the standard is a lot higher. C's do not get degrees in OT school. As a matter of fact, in my university, if you only get one C, 
you know, I mean, after the second one, that's it. You're only allowed one C in the program where I was at, to my understanding. And that scared me so much when I heard that. And I was not expecting that. I didn't know that that was a thing. So please know that that is a thing and prepare yourself by instead of having the mentality, C's get degrees. Well, as long as I pass the class, as long as I get by, I just want to pass, get past that. Because let me tell you, it's not going to be enough when you are in occupational therapy school. (laughs) It's just, it's not. And, but I don't want to say that to scare you, right? Like the cool thing is that you can actually do a lot better in grad school and grad students by just the statistics that are out there tend to do a lot better than undergraduates in terms of GPA for a variety of reasons, right? They know how to study efficiently. They've proven to be able to handle academic rigorous type of coursework. And so yeah, you got to get past that if you want to show the admissions committee that you're capable of handling those things. So you might as well stop thinking C's get degrees. All right. And the last one that I wanted to focus on is stop thinking that it is bad to ask for help. All right. And listen, if somebody doesn't want to help you, because I get it, you know, you may ask for help or maybe you don't want to ask for help because you think that you are bothering this person. If they don't want to help you, then forget them. That's not someone that you really want in your circle anyways. All right. Like that's just the truth that let's just keep it 100. You don't want them in your circle. Right. And we want people that are going to be supportive of our endeavors, people that are going to be there for us when we do have questions in terms of the material that we're learning. And if one professor is not giving that to you, listen, there are other people and other professors in that same department that would be more than happy to help you and answer some of the questions. That's something that I know I did as an undergrad. There was a time where I know I had a quiz and the professor was just not available. And instead of going to that professor or, you know, I didn't bash the professor, obviously, I just went to a different professor in the department that I trusted and loved. And they answered my questions and were able to help me. And I took the quiz and did well. And it was all because I wasn't afraid to ask for help. So don't be afraid to ask for help, guys. This is something that should be normalized. They're there to help you. And so are the mentors that are put in front of you, such as your fieldwork educators that you will have in the future like those are people that are going to be there to guide you so don't be afraid to ask for help and I just want you guys to imagine this too like what if this was so normalized and what that would do to healthcare if that was the norm right wouldn't we see increased patient safety because asking for help was actually just something so innate and something so you know a part of what we do and offering help is just so something that we want to offer to other like imagine Imagine what that would look like. Imagine how that could impact healthcare and what that would do to our healthcare system in general. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And just imagine, too, what that would do for you as a student. So take that next step. Start leveling up as a preoccupational therapy student by stopping to blame others. Get the right resources that you need. Maybe that means going to a community college. Don't dodge it. Don't think anything less of it. I think it'd be good if more pre-OTs stop thinking that going to community college is actually bad. And, you know, stop thinking that C's get degrees and stop thinking that is bad if you have questions or if you need help. It doesn't mean that you are any less smart than the other 
other person next to you or any other student in your class. It just maybe needs something explained to you in a different way. And there's nothing wrong with you saying to the professor, hey, I didn't understand the way that you explained that. So could you please explain it in a different way? So hopefully that added some sort of value to you and, you know, you could take those approaches throughout your OT school journey. And even once you are a clinician, the same thing goes once you are a clinician. If you are afraid to ask for help, then you can compromise patient safety. There was a time where, you know, I didn't know what to do with certain patients and I had to ask for help for the sake of the patient and to keep them safe. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Let's normalize it. All right. That's pretty much it, what I have to say. And once again, happy OT month. And if you are ready to take that next step in your pre-OT journey and you're ready to basically take ownership of your OT career starting now, then I want to invite you to the free masterclass that we're doing on a regular basis. And it's going to be great. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of good information, whether you are a student, a freshman taking your first classes as a you know freshman in college, or whether you are ready to apply. This is stuff that's going to be very beneficial to you, regardless of where you are in the journey. So you want to check it out. It's in the show note description there down below and go ahead and sign up. And I think that that is going to be the first step in you saying, you know what, I am going to take ownership of my academic career. I am going to stop blaming the professors and I am going to just change the way that I approach my studies. And so that's just the first step. Get like sign up for that master class and it's going to guide you into more of that right direction. So I hope that this was a good one and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to listen. We hope that this has been of value to you and will get you one step closer towards becoming the OT that you want to be. One of the biggest problems I see is that pre-OTs, they try to do things alone. They do things in isolation and the connections that they have are minimal for many reasons. But we are changing that here at OT Genius and focusing instead on building a community for pre-OTs for them to have their first OT family and meet other pre-OTs current OT students and clinicians. To be a part of that awesome community, you can subscribe to our membership by going to otgenius.com. Just go to the tab, get me into OT school on the homepage and you can join our awesome community there. You can also find our social medias and ways to get in touch with us on the website. So thank you again and see you in the next one.